This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning, every day, and only even, rather not only, but certainly even, on my birthday. Good morning to all of you. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Hope you enjoyed the kickoff to the World Cup. We're going to be talking a lot about the World Cup over the next six weeks or so. Um, but I hope you had a good start to your week already uh, and of course England kick off their campaign in the Qatar World Cup today as well so we'll have plenty to discuss in tomorrow morning's show as well so uh, yes looking forward to seeing Bukayo Saka and Ramsdale Ben White if they're involved we'll talk a bit about that later on in the show as well but good morning everybody joining us in the chat box uh, thank you so much for doing so good morning to Olu good morning to Matt G thank you so much Jose good morning to you to Paul to Cole, to good day, I was about to say to good day Gunas, but good morning to Red Star, who says good day Gunas. Good morning to Marcus, and thanks, Carl, much appreciated. Thanks, Marcus. Uh, what January signing, Marcus says, would be the perfect birthday gift? Hmm, good question. Perfect. Drew Bellingham, I think, would be perfect, but I don't see that happening. That really would be a, a wish. I'll have to blow out my candles and uh, hope for Drew Bellingham to arrive. Uh, good morning to Robin, to Stevie, to Temi. Good morning. Hope you guys are good. Hope you guys are well. And everybody else joining us as well in the chat box too. And thank you so much for the kind messages. Really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so the, the World Cup kicked off yesterday. Um, and... I watched the game, watched all of it because I had to report on it. And actually every day, uh, not well, not from me every day, but certainly from somebody and one of us at Football London, each day we're going to be doing an Arsenal Transfer World Cup watch in which we produce a piece on uh, the transfer targets that have been linked to Arsenal. Um, so the first one of those is up this morning. I wrote it on uh, Moises Caicedo and Piero Hincapi, uh, who are the Ecuadorian players that have been linked to Arsenal. And there will be an update every single day from one of us at FL talking about each of the Arsenal transfer uh, targets that are playing at the World Cup this winter. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. The game itself, and I will be talking a little bit about the games that I watch across the World Cup in these morning shows to give you kind of a reaction, because of course news is going to be spread a little bit thinner in the world of Arsenal. So it's certainly worth having a bit of a chat about the World Cup 
Um, the <laughs> the chaos kicked off, of course, within five minutes with an offside decision that certainly in the end was offside. And there's plenty of explanations out there for you guys to go and delve into to explain why indeed it was offside. But in the moment, it really was not clear why the offside was given. The images, the footage that was shown to us, uh, and I'm sure to those in the stadium as well, as to why uh, the decision was rule, to rule out uh, Anna Valencia's goal in the first instance really wasn't initially clear, um, but it was indeed offside. And the images shown on the BBC footage that I saw at halftime certainly showed it to be offside. What I will say is that I, fi- I found it, I liked the BBC's coverage uh, at the start of the whole World Cup situation. I like that they're talking about the issues associated with the competition. But what I didn't appreciate, and it's always important to be balanced and be praising of things I think are worthy of praise and things I think are worth criticism. What I didn't enjoy was the halftime talk about the offside because they used, they, they described it, and the word I think Gary uh, Lineker used was ludicrous. They, descri- they described it as ludicrous. Now, for me, the only thing ludicrous about it was the amount of time it took to make the decision. When you've got a semi-offside system, I thought that was meant to speed up the process. It didn't seem to speed up the process at all. In fact, it made it longer. And I really struggled with the idea of it being called ludicrous because at the end of the day, it is offside. VAR is there to make that decision. It is there for us to understand why. And this affects Arsenal because Arsenal are probably going to be facing semi-offside rules in the near future when it gets in, like, included in the Premier League's um, rhetoric. So we're going to have to, as, as Arsenal fans, experience this. And I just found it really frustrating that it was described as a ludicrous decision because it absolutely was offside. And you can see that it's offside when you look back at the pictures because the goalkeeper punches the ball onto the Ecuadorian player's head. It lands at the, the eventually landing at the player that crosses it for Valencia to score. So that was a frustration for me. But Moises Caicedo and Piero Henkepe had two very good performances. In particular, Caicedo was great. It was his run that eventually set up uh, the right back, whose name has escaped me. Um, and he crossed the ball in brilliantly for an amazing header from Ena Valencia to kick off the World Cup with a win for Ecuador. So we will continue to give you thoughts and updates upon the World Cup events as the competition goes on in our morning shows. But don't worry, we're still keeping it very much Arsenal. Um, Marcus Turam has been linked with a move to Arsenal. He's currently in Qatar with the French squad, playing at uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Hasn't particularly featured too heavily for France, as he isn't really expected either to feature that heavily for France as well. I, for one, think that he's a player that if you are looking at a list of options, is probably like fifth, sixth, seventh, maybe even eighth choice down the list. His contract is expiring at the end of the season, which means he would be available in January for a relatively decent figure. He's got a very good record in the, in the Bundesliga of scoring for Borussia Mönchengladbach and can play both left and right and through the middle. So there is certainly benefits to Marcus Turan. I think there are potentially better options for Arsenal to move for. However, I think he's still a good option that if Arsenal were to move for someone like him, would be able to add plenty of quality. And I think Terry sums this up. Wouldn't excite me, but you never know. And I think this is a point. I don't know why Marcus Turam doesn't necessarily spark excitement in me when I'm discussing him. Because when you look at his goal record and you look how he's doing for Borussia Mönchengladbach, he's doing quite well. So I'm not really quite sure what it is that I have this feeling which doesn't necessarily excite me as much as a player like Ferran Torres, who isn't doing you know as well for Barcelona as what Marcus Turam is doing 
for Gladbach. It's a strange, I'm not really sure. I, I you know, I'm more confident about Mudrik. I'm more confident about the idea of signing a Cody Gakpo. And, you know, these players, for some reason, I'm more excited about. And there's just something about Marcus Turin. Potentially, it's the injury issues that have been associated with him as well that make me worry if that's the right choice. But yeah, Marcus Turam. The other player linked with Arsenal as well is Memphis Depay. According to Sport in Spain, Memphis Depay has also been linked with a potential move. Arsenal, Chelsea and a number of other teams are considering making a move for Memphis Depay in January. He is an interesting option. 28 years of age, scores goals. He's got a very good goal-scoring record, actually, for Barcelona. I think he has 14 goals in 30 La Liga games. The problem with Depay is A, his age. So you're investing in a player that doesn't have too much return. Uh, in terms of an like sale on price, sell on price if it doesn't work out, and secondly is his injury problems. That is a real, real big problem for me. Um, that's a shame that someone's decided to put that in the comment section. Um, let's move forward to the England game. Uh, Bakaya Saka is set to start for England in the opener today. Uh, according to a number of reports, uh, Saka will start. I heard about this earlier in the morning yesterday. Uh, that that Saka would indeed be selected. Uh, unfortunately, uh, for other England uh, options, uh, ben, uh, ben White and Ramsdale are not expected to play in this game. Uh, a number of suggestions have said that Maguire, yes, Maguire, uh, and uh, and John Stones will be in the middle alongside Kieran Trippier uh, and Luke Shaw. Uh, I expect then the midfield to be made up of Declan Rice, Jude Bellingham and uh, Mason Mounts with a forward line of Saka, Sterling and Kane. Frustratingly, I probably would have put Foden in the team. I think Foden absolutely deserves to be starting in this England team with Saka. I probably would have put them in the same side, but it seems to be that Gareth Southgate considers Foden or Saka to be competing against one another um, for the position. So, yeah, we'll see if it works today. England have not been in good form. They're going up against a very defensive team in Iran today. So getting a result is going to be massive for them. Um, <laughs> and Arun says in the chat, Maguire better than Tamori. Uh, yeah, in quotation marks, I should add. Yeah, uh, unbelievable that he's actually been able to be selected. Not only that, but start for England, one of the potential favourites for the tournament that Harry Maguire starts. So how can you even be considered... Uh, a favourite when you are not even starting for your club right now. Unreal when you consider how good Ben White's been. I would have played Ben White and Stones, or if he was selected, Ben White and Tamori. I think for me, that's our best centre-back partnership, but I am a little bit biased. But even then, I just think both of them deserve to start. Uh, Trippier, I would have started at right-back. I think he's been excellent for Newcastle. And we don't really have too much choice at left-back either. I suppose the other option that you could have done to play I suppose Stones in there as well to play White at right back, Stones at right centre back, um, Tamori left centre back if he was selected, and Trippier as a left back because he has played left back as well. That could have been another option, but yeah, very frustrating times to be Arsenal fans. But we move, and hopefully we see uh, a positive performance from us today. And of course, for any of your nations that you happen to, to be supporting across the competition, Senegal against the Netherlands is another game. I know that King are uh, in the chat box will be supporting Senegal. Uh, so I'm wishing you the best of luck, my friends, and uh, and hopefully we can see some exciting games of football and get a look in at Cody Gakpo potentially as well, who will certainly be featuring in tomorrow morning's transfer watch. So looking forward to that. Okay, that brings an end to part one. Uh, no NordVPN sponsor, so no transition, unfortunately, today. Uh, we did bring an end to our partnership yesterday. Who knows? They might be back in the future. Um, but we're going to move to part two in your questions and a brief announcement as well. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, so part two. So first things first, um, this affects audio only. And so this is nothing, if you're watching on YouTube, nothing about your viewership experience should change other than this section here of me explaining what this new situation is. So for those listening on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you happen to listen to us on our audio only platforms, uh, Laguna Talk was approached by TalkSport about potentially becoming the Arsenal representatives in their fan network plan. Effectively, what TalkSport wants to do is they want to have a podcast associated with each club in the entirety of the Football League across the whole of, you know, English football, basically. And uh, Arsenal, uh, for the Arsenal side of things, uh, TalkSport approached TGT to become the Arsenal representative. And so what this means is that TalkSport will be distributing uh, TalkSport across Spotify, iTunes, through Acast, which we already use. So nothing really changes at all. Now, I want to address this properly and not just spring it on people because I know that TalkSport is divisive. It's divisive for me. I've worked previously at TalkSport. I've been critical of TalkSport. And one of the big things that I wanted to make sure of when this partnership happened is that, A, I was very, very open with our members who support the channel. And so the members will tell you that in our Discord server, they've known about this for a little while because in the Discord server, before we do anything, what we do is that we... You know, we raise up the points, the members in our Discord server. We say, this has been approached. How do you guys feel about this? I want to get your feedback before I make any decisions upon the channel because you guys are, you know, your stakeholders, you share you share this, you support this, you're financially involved in this. And the, the members were very, very supportive and I'm very thankful for that. And I know that they would be very honest with me. So that's the first point to be through. The second point is when I was talking to the guys at TalkSport about this, I've said, I'm very critical of TalkSport. And the comments that have been said on TalkSport, I think that Arsenal is overly criticised on TalkSport a lot, really, genuinely. I think Harry uh, is one of the few people that really tries to defend Arsenal. Darren Ben can as well on TalkSport. But I feel as though Arsenal is really criticised too much at times and isn't given necessarily the credit I think it deserves. So I think that what this is going to be able to do is, from an Arsenal perspective, I think we at TGT are going to be able to bring a more objective grounded view of Arsenal from our perspective that will also be spread across not only uh, the fan network, but will also be referenced on their radio stations as well. Um, So I'm really looking forward to seeing what this brings to the channel and what this changes for the channel. Obviously, this will open up a wider audience to TGT as well for Arsenal listeners. And what I also thought about it, one of the big decisions I made when agreeing to this was that if it wasn't going to be TGT, 
it would have been someone else, you know, someone, some other Arsenal channel, some other Arsenal content producer, it would have been them. And so from my perspective, I feel as though we've got an ability and an opportunity here to kind of be the objective, grounded view of Arsenal in TalkSports Fan Network. So as I said, nothing will change on YouTube for you. The only thing that will change on an audio version is that you'll hear a short clip at the, each at the, eight seconds long of the audio. You would have heard it on today's show, in fact, that's like this... This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. That's the only thing that will change from an audio uh, perspective. And uh, the adverts that run on Spotify and iTunes that have always run on them because we've been with Acast for a while now and they've been adding adverts to the audio-only platforms. The, uh, the adverts will now be provided by TalkSport. What I would say is that I appreciate your feedback. If you have a problem with anything that changes, if anything changes on the channel that you're not happy with, I want to hear about it. And so you can message me on Twitter, DM at the Talk TV or at Tom Cantor Media. You can message me on Instagram at the Talk. If you're not happy about something, I care. I want to hear about it because this listening and viewing experience is ultimately for you as much as it is for me to produce the content for you. Uh, as I said, I did approach the members in our Discord server to get the best feedback possible before agreeing to this partnership. And I also have control over it. You know, if, if this doesn't work out for whatever reason, I can choose to not continue if I like. And I like the fact that TalkSport have given the control in that sense to the channel. But I'm hoping that this is going to be a very positive and collaborative partnership that continues into the future. And we'll see what's happened. Um, but uh, moving forward, I look forward to see that. But if you have any concerns about that, uh, or if you think that my views or my opinions have been affected in any way by this partnership, I want to know because my my most key and important thing with this is remaining genuine and for the ch the show and the channel not to change in any way, shape or form and to continue being the listening experience or watching experience that you enjoy every single morning. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, but as I say, my door is always open for anyone who has any concerns. Please do not hesitate to get in touch if you do. And I will certainly listen to them and reply to you as best I can in the time that I have available to you. Anyway, let's move to part two, as I say, and the chat box uh, to go through some of your questions. If you have any questions about this, feel free to ask me. Today is the day to address it because I won't be obviously addressing questions like that really too much in the future. So today is the time. So there you go. Um, let's go, uh, scroll up a little bit. Um, Clement says, Tom, obviously you haven't watched enough of Turan. This is one move that I have been angling for. He can play from either flank and has physical presence to play centrally. He would be a quality addition. Clement, you're probably right. You know, I, I probably haven't seen enough of him. Uh, I have seen a lot more of the other players that I've been, that we've been linked to. And that probably gives me a lot more. Uh, of an opportunity to support those players and to see those players. So I'm not even going to disagree with you, Clement. I think you're probably right. I probably haven't seen enough of him. I'm just saying from my perspective of not seeing enough of him, it doesn't get me as excited as the others because I've seen them more. Fair point, And I take it, certainly. Um, let's go to Akako. He says, hi, Tom. Good morning uh, and happy birthday. Thanks, mate. Uh, question, would you take Danilo over Caicedo in January if there, uh, if there comes a possibility for that? I like Caicedo as he can really fit our system. Um, I think that Caicedo shows the ability in yesterday's game in particular of his dribbling skill, about his progression, about his quick technical uh, skill on the ball to turn and run away. I think that's absolutely the, the technical 
the demands that we should be looking for in our midfield. If it isn't Danilo Caicedo, I think it would be a very, very good alternative to him. Either player, I think, adds the qualities that we'll be looking for in the midfield and the competitiveness as well to the midfield that we need to sign. So either player, I think, works. It's not a case of saying, would I take Danilo over Caicedo? I think both players can really benefit Arsenal. So either would be good, but I do think that Brighton would be asking for a very, very high fee indeed for Caicedo. So there you go. Um, let's get rid of that. Let's go to... Uh, Sohan says, do you think expecting Jesus getting the most goals is a bit unfair? He is a playmaker and not a goal scorer. I think it's unfair on him not to describe him as a goal scorer. I think he is a goal scorer. I think he is a good goal scorer. I just think that he's also very reliant on confidence and form. And I think if he goes a few games without scoring, as we've seen, it can snowball a bit. And unfortunately, that will is that is going to have an impact on things as well. So I absolutely believe that Jesus is both a playmaker and a goal scorer. I think he's a playmaking striker. I think that he can also be a good finisher. Uh, do I think it's unfair to expect more? No, I think he should have scored more goals. He has an XG that's nearly at 10 this season. It's over nine, his XG. I think he should have scored more goals this season, especially with the chances that have been given to him in certain games where we would have really benefited from a couple of extra points. Had he have taken one of the three big chances he had against Southampton, we would be seven points clear, not five points clear. So it's those margins that are very fine, and I would expect more from him. Is the criticism unfair, saying he's not good enough or saying we should sign someone else? Yeah, that's going too far. But I don't think it's an unfair criticism of Jesus to say that we should be expecting more goals from Jesus from what he has so far had this season. Uh, Viray says, which young player in the World Cup is going to excite you the most? I think Gakpo is still one to look to. You say young, you know, I know he's still, what, 23 years of age. You know, I'm 28 now. I think that's pretty young from my perspective. Um other young players at the World Cup. Uh, David Nunez, of course, for Uruguay is going to be a big one. Uh, but there are others. Um, Saramento played for um, Ecuador yesterday. Did really well against us when, he, when Brighton played Arsenal in the Carabao Cup. Certainly one I'm going to keep my eye on uh, in the future. Saliba, our very own Saliba, of course, for France. Young. Uh, Bakaya Saka for England, of course, as well. Um, but off the top of my head... You know, I think they're the ones that I've named so far are ones I'm going to be looking to the most in the competition. Uh, Martinelli, how could I forget of Brazil as well? Uh, let's go to Lynn, who says, there is one difference about Caicedo and Danilo, and Caicedo would hit the ground running because he already plays in the Premier League. Very, very good point. Ewell uh, says, uh, Musiala, definitely one to look out for in the German national side. Uh, Harun says, what are your thoughts on Didier Deschamps deciding not to pick a replacement for Benzema? The France squad is now 24. Yeah, they've lost two forward players in Nkunku and Benzema, and they're not replacing any of them. Strange is how I would describe it. I would describe it as strange. I'd describe it as risky. I think it's a bit naive. At least one replacement, I think, would have made sense to bring someone in who that person is. I don't know. But they absolutely, I think, have made a, a little bit of a mistake by not bringing someone in because they have a, up until 24 hours, I think, before their first game to do that. But I really think that's a little bit of a strange one. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Djan uh, says, uh, do you think that we should rather try to sign players on loan in January? It depends on the options that are available. If the players that are only available to us in January aren't necessarily on a permanent deal, I mean, aren't going to improve us, aren't going to be pushing the needle of quality. Say the players like Mudrik, like Danilo, we can't end up actually getting if they are going to improve the squad, then that is the only reason we should be going for loan players because we do need to reinforce. Reinforcing is important. I do want to see us do that. 
So if we can't start, or the club doesn't think we can bring in players of the relative quality on a permanent deal, at a minimum, I want us to see going for a loan deal. But I'm sorry, we have to make sure that we bring in players as an absolute minimum because we need the reinforcement to try and push us through to whatever we're aiming to achieve come the end of the season. Uh, Gabenga says, Hi Tom, how nervous are you that Saliba has gone to the World Cup without agreeing an extension at Arsenal? I'm not that nervous. I'm not more nervous, let's say. I'm not more nervous than I was before. I think he was always going to go to the World Cup. I think he was always going to go without having signed a new deal. We'll wait and see. His contract expires at the end of next season. You know, we still have plenty of time to control this situation and try to get what we can uh, before the season's done. He's happy at Arsenal. He's talked about being happy at Arsenal. He wants to succeed at Arsenal. I think we've got a good chance of getting him to renew his contract. It's now ultimately about making sure that we can indeed do that. Uh, Deschamps, Tom says, mentions that we still had seven or eight forwards. That's more than enough. Bigger squad means higher numbers of unhappy players not doing much. I think just being in the squads and being called up to the squads is in itself a morale boost. You know, I think just being in there, not necessarily playing all the time, is still a big thing. You know, being called up, being in Qatar, being with the team. Yes, players will want to play. But I think actually just getting a call up still is a, is enough of a benefit of being there. Uh, Isoa says, does it bother you that Brighton has more players going to the World Cup than Arsenal? No, not really, because, you know, there are obviously a lot of players playing for nations at Brighton that aren't necessarily um, of a level that would get into other nations that have got bigger squads, far-reaching, you know, higher-quality squads. So you take Ecuador, for example. You know, if Arsenal got a lot of players that didn't qualify for the World Cup from Europe, like, you know, you think about Martin Odegaard or you think of Erling Haaland at Manchester City because Norway didn't qualify because Europe is is a very, very competitive in trying to qualify. Whereas, you know, in comparison, you've got nations in South America. Colombia, I think, are the big one that missed out. You've got Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay. And then there's kind of this other rest of group that is a significant level below those three. So, no, it's not a worrying thing for me at all that that doesn't happen because not all nations can get to a World Cup. That said, the next World Cup is going to be significantly, significantly um, what's the word I'm looking for? A bigger, I suppose. There's going to be a lot more nations, so I imagine a lot more Arsenal players will be moving, uh, or rather, you know, taking part in future World Cups because we're going up to a ridiculous number of teams at the next World Cup. Uh, Reese, you're absolutely right. Laura Woods uh, at Talksport really does defend us. Uh, certainly slipped my mind. She does a fantastic job of defending Arsenal and uh, and certainly is objective in her views about Arsenal as well. Uh, Alin says, Tom, have you seen there is still trouble at Man United with fighting and training? If this keeps happening, do you think maybe Ronaldo has a point about the culture? I haven't seen, seen anything about United's training issues, uh, but I was not much on social media yesterday, very much in the doldrums of Arsenal. Um, but no, I have not seen... Oh, here we go. Anthony Marsh now reportedly involved in a training ground bust-up with Manchester United youth teammates. Uh, this is a report according to TalkSport. Oh, no, sorry. According to Daily Mirror, they uh, claim, says uh, someone called Gore. Uh, let's have a look at this guy. Dan Gore, under-18 star, clattered Martial with a robust tackle, which sparked a confrontation between the pair. Martial lashed out at the youngster who stood his ground against the 26-year-old forward before the French star ultimately apologised for his part in the incident. Ten Hag then intervened and told the midfielder Gore that tackling first-team players was off-limits. Now, what I remember vividly is in the All or Nothing documentary of Arsenal, 
Cedric and Lacazette clashing significantly. It happens. You know, these are high-pressure moments. Football is a competitive game. These are very, very competitive footballers. They want to win. They want to impress. They want to show what they can do. Even youth players are going to get involved. I remember that famous story of Colo Torre smashing into Arsenal's first-team players and then getting a contract off the back, off the back of it because Arsene Wenger liked his passion. So, you know, I, I wouldn't read too much into this. Um, and I don't think it's surprising, Christopher, that Ten Hag would say tackling the first team players is off limits at this moment in time because these are meant to be lighter training sessions as well. So I absolutely think that, you know, I, I absolutely think that we are in a situation now whereby that's not un, that's not unlikely. That's not unusual that they're off. They, they're making first team players off limits of tackling, maybe hard tackling, dispossessing. Sure. I think that's fine. But hard tackling is very, very different. You know, going in hard on a first-team player during a training session is a frustration for a manager because you don't want to see them get injured. You want to see good football played and good defending, but usually what people say, is it Mal- what was it Maldini's famous quote? If you have to put a tackle in, it's because you've already made a mistake. Do you remember that one? So, yeah, something along those lines. I think that tackling being off-limits against first-team players will be contextual around hard tackling. Um, and the potential to injure first-team players is fair enough. We we laugh now saying, oh, tackling off limits. But to be honest, if it was an Arsenal player, if all of a sudden Thomas Partey, who has got injured in training before, was injured because of a hard tackle from a youth player, all of a sudden we'd be asking questions like, well, why is that being allowed to happen? Why is a youth player going in two-footed on Thomas Partey in training? So, you know, it's when you put the shoe on the other foot, all of a sudden it seems a little bit more clear and maybe more sensible. Uh, Amira says, why do you think some players perform better for country than club? Surely it can't just be a system thing. Pickford, Maguire and the old Xhaka, of course, the new Xhaka that we have now. What I do think is it's all about systems. I think systems and tactical positioning and the role of yourself in a team. And of course, you've got a different group of players around you as well. There is also, I think, a mental side for some players. Performing for your country, the encouragement to play for your country means something more for some. If it was me, I'm very much a club man, you know, um, but I probably would be performing at, you know, it's my maximum for both. But I know that there are certainly indications where some countries, it just simply means more. It means everything. So that psychological boost will improve your performance, I think. But I think mainly, and the main reason is down to formation, strategy, system, role, all of these things, and ultimately the players that are around you that can feed you better or feed you worse, depending on you know what country you play for and what club you play for. So all of those factors, I think, will affect how a player performs against both club and country. Hope that makes sense. Um, Mohamed says, hi, Tom. My dream signing is Madison. We should go for him next summer uh, when his contract ends in 2024. He's a top, top player and will take us to the next level. Uh, the thing about Madison is that you have to question where he's going to play. And if Madison's going to come in, in my view, ultimately, there is already two players in Fabio Vieira and Martin Odegaard that play where Madison would come in. You're going to invest a significant amount of money. Yes, his contract runs out in 2024, but I think someone will try to sign him in 2023. And so that won't matter. The other side is to play him possibly on the left where Xhaka is. That is a role that obviously we need to find someone very specified for that position. Xhaka's doing it brilliantly, but does both roles really well going forwards and what he brings from a passing perspective and what he brings in the defensive third. If we can sign Madison, I'm not complaining. He's a very good player. But the level of investment that I think it would take to sign Madison, I think is better directed elsewhere in the team, like the forward line and like bringing in that Thomas Partey competitor. They're my priorities. Then Madison comes further down for me. 
Uh, I don't agree with what Max says here. Madison tends to go missing in some games. This happens for almost every player. It's one of my most frustrating parts of uh, of criticism of footballers. The whole goes missing. If you watch every game of every player, some games, they're not going to be the best. Some games, they are going to do well. It's natural. Some of our players don't have the best of games. And sometimes other teams will mark those players out of games. It's always important, I think, to give the players the benefit of the doubt than saying they, quote, go missing. Anyway, uh, we are going to round things off there. I said I was going to be done by half past, and it is now half past, so I'm going to wrap things up there. As I said earlier from our announcement, only affects audio. YouTube not affected in any way. But if you've got any questions and you do listen via audio and you want to get any more information from me about this, then please, please do get in touch. Do not hesitate to get in touch. I want to hear your feedback. It's important to me. You can leave your comments down below. Um, and I will do my best to reply to them as well, potentially though tomorrow, because as I say, it is my birthday, so I'm going to be very hectically busy. Thanks. Have a fantastic Monday and week. I will see you tomorrow morning. I won't be on the Arsenal Lounge later because I am uh, having a busy day, as I say, um, but I'll be back tomorrow morning. Uh, you may have noticed this as well. This is a bit of a, uh, an upgrade to the channel as well. Uh, we've got a whole new mic arm situation here as well. Uh, another way that we're improving the channel's infrastructure. And hopefully, I think it looks better than a microphone stand as well. So yeah, uh, have a fantastic day. Enjoy it. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.